Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha, and this is Serialholic Sisters. True crime shit, y'all. I, I don't know why I do that weird every time. <laughs> I was like, that's super delayed. Are you okay? <laughs> it's an awkward thing to say. I'm sorry. I'm good. Testing, testing. <laughs> okay. Well, so awesome. what what's your uh yeah, I was gonna say what's 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 going on? What's new? What's what's, what's make the it all nice? What's the haps? What's the haps? Let, me, let me tell you what the haps is. So we started our um, virtual distant learning today, first day of school. So that was, that was something. Um, <laughs> we had it all planned out how it was going to be. I was going to get up super early and, and do my workout and take a shower and cook breakfast and have them ready by eight with their computers. So I woke up at like 745. <laughs> And I was like, shit. <laughs> like, go to their rooms. I'm like, hey, get up. We're, we're running late already. It's the first day. And they're like, we're, our school's at home. Go away. And I'm like, no, <laughs> get up. <laughs> so. <laughs> running late. <laughs> so I like, I fixed Danielle some eggs because she requested yolky eggs. And I fixed Tyler some French toast because apparently both my children are spoiled and I'll fix them separate breakfast. And they eat and they get all ready. And so it's like, it's not too bad. Like 8.15, we're logging in. It's fine. Except we don't know how to do anything at all. Like there's no instructions whatsoever. Like there's like the most vague instructions ever, which I, I'm try not, I try not to get frustrated because I understand this whole thing is new for everybody, including like the teachers and everything. But oh my God. <laughs> I feel like they should have gotten something together. <laughs> um, and then yeah. let's see. So we're, we're doing our thing about nine 30. I turn around. Tyler's gone. He's completely asleep in his bed again. Just like has gone to his bed, covered up and lay down and is like out. I'm like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> we, we finally got it all figured out. I think kind of ish. God. It's, it's fun. So I was like, at like, at like 10, 15, I'm like, is it too early to open the line? Can I, can I do that now? <laughs> no? <laughs> yes. If you slip it in your coffee, <laughs> nobody will know. Oh my gosh, that, just, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> it would be disgusting, but you know, once you, once you have a couple of them, you'll never tell. I'll just, I'll just put it in, I'll just put it in the coffee cup and no one will know. How about that? <laughs> whatever whatever you whatever you gotta do <laughs> so yeah anything, maybe, maybe anything i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be like dwight on the office and be incognito <laughs> oh my god <laughs> nothing but, nothing fancy happened with me um uh currently building a pantry in my kitchen yeah it's frustrating it took us basically three hours to do something that should have taken us 30 minutes <laughs> nice. so basically i'm not a carpenter and i should not quit my daytime job <laughs> i love those diy home improvements that you, that you think will be so super easy and then it's terrible oh, that was so good that was so easy oh 30 minutes okay cool we'll do this three hours later <laughs> 12 splinters <laughs> <laughs> You're like, on Pinterest, it said it would take 12 minutes. What's happening? <laughs> well, basically, all in all, in the end, 
my pantry's still not complete. <laughs> it's, it's fine. So, It'll be fine. The kids don't need a dining room table to eat on. I know. I know. <laughs> that's where all that, that's where all of her stuff from the pantry is currently. <laughs> Just Yeah, because I I had like a a portable pantry, like a, a hutch type thing per se that yeah. I had everything in and I didn't like it. I wanted a built-in pantry because I have to be spoiled apparently. And it's not turning out how I wanted it. In fact, I started Amazon <laughs> searching for, oh my God. <laughs> for pantries again. So I was like, what did I do? I'm about to drop $300 on another one. So basically I'm not a carpenter and I currently have a frame of a pantry put up in my kitchen and that is all. <laughs> It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> My kids, when are we going to be able to eat at the table again, Mom? No clue. They're <laughs> no fine. Have a hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you can stand there with that. Right. You're good. It's portable. So. Anyway, All right. Let's get on with it. Let's let's start. This week it's Crystal. I, d I do not know this time. Hey. She didn't... I didn't guess it. I didn't try to guess it. She actually got mad and told me not to guess it. So. Didn't get mad. <laughs> she was like, "Don't you dare!" You were like, "Can I?" You were like, "Can I try to guess episodes. it?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> she was like, "No, you've ruined two episodes already." <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I was real excited because it's my week. So there's no way you can do it before, like, while I'm in the middle of doing notes. <laughs> I, I feel like every time you're doing your notes, you're probably thinking, "Whoa." Yeah, basically. <laughs> She's not going to get this one. <laughs> so yeah, you ready? Are you ready? Y'all settled ready. in? Cozy? So settled. Okay. So. I'm dying to know. It's a pretty, it's a pretty well-known case. So, I mean, it's a super well-known case. So this week I am covering Reverend Jim Jones and the Jonestown Massacre. Oh, ah, a good one. It is a good that's one. That's a good one. <laughs> I was excited. This case is insane in the membrane, y'all. Insane, got no brain. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Uh, I was like, when I decided to do it, I was like, I know it's a pretty well-known case, but there's, I found like a lot of little interesting details that I don't think are super well-known. So maybe everyone will hear something they didn't already know, or maybe you already know all of it, and if so, my bad, but whatever. Oh man, I'm actually kind of jealous right now I'm okay. super jealous that you picked this one because it's so it is well known but I would have actually never thought to do this one right away that's okay so. yeah because it's not more it's 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 a big more of a culty it is it's not like a, a major it's not like a Ted Bundy it's it's completely opposite but it's it's it, yeah it's good Okay, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's, let's, go. let's go. Okay. Let's go. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. So, all right. So, James Warren Jones, that's Jim Jones, y'all. He was born in Crete, Indiana on May 13th in 1931 to James Thurman Jones. That's his daddy. Thur <laughs> Thurman Merman. <laughs> Thurman Merman. No, I don't want a fucking sandwich. <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, his dad was a World War One vet, and then his his mom was Lynette Putman. Um, so his dad was an alcoholic, and I don't really hold that against him because he was a World War One vet. So he's like seen some shit. It happens. Yeah. It really messes you up, you know. Um, but a fun fact I, I found about his dad is that his dad worked as a mystic fortune teller, and I'd like to know how exactly you get that job title. 
like yeah. not just a fortune teller, a mystic fortune teller. <laughs> what's your job for? <laughs> what's your job profession called? I'm a mystic <laughs> fortune teller. <laughs> what the, if you, if somebody came up to you now in 2020 and said that, I honestly don't think I'd be shocked. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, you are. <laughs> like, uh, this <laughs> This fact also, by the way, this fact is not relevant to my story at all. I just thought it was funny because <laughs> I kept seeing it in multiple sources. But anyways, um, so that job wasn't really working out great for the family because they went through an economic crisis during the Great Depression. And they ended up moving to Lynn, Indiana in 1934, where Jim grew up in a shack with no plumbing. So apparently Mystic Fortune Telling does not pay well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, time out. <laughs> it actually, um, that just right, right there made me think of the shitter spool. <laughs> made you think of what? I'm sorry. Freaking, um, how, uh, the movie, how, what is it? Oh, yeah, that uh, movie. <laughs> yes, where <laughs> the shitter spool, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Christmas family vacation? Christmas yes, vacation? thank you. For <laughs> some reason, I couldn't get the... I, all I wanted to say was a Christmas story, and I was like, that's not the movie. It's not Ralphie. And it is not Ralphie. <laughs> <laughs> that's Uncle Eddie. <laughs> yes, it's Uncle Eddie. Thank you. I was at the shitter school. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Shack no plumbing. <laughs> Uncle Eddie. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, Today has been a day. It's Monday, y'all. <laughs> So, young child Jim Jones was described as a, quote, really weird kid and was said to be obsessed with death. He held funerals for animals at his house, um, and it's said that he once stabbed a cat so he could hold a funeral for it. I was about to ask, did he, did he actually kill animals just so that he could have a funeral? Apparently he did, and so I would okay, think that so would that's be... definitely a, a serial killer. <laughs> I would think that's a bit of a red flag. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, hey mom, <laughs> um, Jim just killed a cat. <laughs> Can we get him admitted now? <laughs> it's cool. He's having a funeral for it. Um, so another maybe red flag that could have been picked up on was that he <laughs> that he studied and was heavily influenced by uh, Joseph Stalin and Adolf Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> lock that boy up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he also studied Gandhi and developed, like, a really intense interest in religion, like, became obsessed with it. Um, mm. After graduating high school, he got married pretty young to a nurse named Mar Marceline Baldwin, Marceline Baldwin, Marceline. in 1949, and they relocated to Indianapolis in 51, and he became a preacher. So he like went to school um, there. He earned a bachelor's degree at Butler University in 61. And then after graduate school, he decided he wanted to start his own church. So in order to do that, he would have to like raise money to fund said church. So he did what anybody else would do to save up some money. He got a job as a door-to-door -door monkey salesman. A monkey salesman? A door-to-door -door monkey salesman, yep. He, Im he imported okay. monkeys. <laughs> Is that like, let's just say that calmly. Like that's a thing. That's a, a thing. Is... I'm sorry. Here I'm here to sell monkeys. <laughs> so he imported the monkeys from South America and like sold them door to door for twenty nine bucks each. 
Is that not what you did to save mm-hmm. up money after high school? <laughs> That's not what I did. <laughs> oh, remember that time? Oh, we got the <laughs> lucrative business around here. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think many people are looking for monkeys. <laughs> remember that time after high school when I worked at the Sonic in your town? Like that summer after I graduated high school? I worked there for like three days. Yeah. I was like so terrible that I literally owed Sonic money at the end of the day. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> because because <laughs> once again, math. <laughs> like, you just kept giving away your tips. <laughs> I did. Well, they'd bring the food out and the customer would give me money. And I was just like expected to know how much change to give them. So I like panic for a second because they're sitting there staring at me waiting for their change How did you graduate? <laughs> and because anxiety you know so i'll just be like here take it all <laughs> and run away so how are you in the nursing field i don't have to math very much okay <laughs> oh man that's great so yeah after the third day i just decided to let myself go so i didn't have to deal with that shit anymore <laughs> see not me um, I had to work at the pharmacy here in the town that I live in, and you're expected to counter change back because that's how old people like it. Excuse me if that sounds offensive. I'm not trying to elderly, I guess elderly people. Elderly people like when you uh, count the change back. If you don't, <laughs> they give you dirty looks. <laughs> in fact, I remember one woman coming in. I know this is totally off our podcast subject, but I remember one coming, one woman coming in. And she got so mad that her medication wasn't covered by her insurance that she threw a package of Depends at me. <laughs> what? Like it was my fault. That's, so, that's not cool. A, no monkeys. It's, it's no it's no selling monkeys, but it paid paid my cell phone bill. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Let's get back to the monkey salesman. I don't know how much a door-to-door monkey salesman, like I don't know much about that life, but I feel like it would cost a lot more to have monkeys imported from South America than to just like get an actual job, like at the local soda (laughs) shop or something. (laughs) Oh, about $30 that you're making each each single. I mean, but I- 60 to get the monkeys in. I would think that's how it would work, but I don't know. I don't know about that life. But apparently it works for Jim because he did eventually get his church. <laughs> so, so he originally named his church uh, Wings of Deliverance, but he eventually changed the name to the People's Temple. Okay. Uh, he gained a ton of respectability when he became an ordained minister in 64. And mm-hmm. his church was known for being like really tolerant of all, all the people, all the races. Um, it was exceptional for its equal treatment of African-Americans um, and many of them became members of the church, which was crazy to me a little bit, because when you think like crazy ass communist, you don't think huge equal rights warrior. No. And what, what year was this? 64? Yeah. 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 And, and back in 1964, there was, it wasn't equal rights right now. Right. So he was like a huge ad- advocate for that. Um, yeah. When he was younger, he and his dad got into it because his dad wouldn't let uh, an African-American friend of his come over to his house. And so that's kind of, that's, it's said that that's kind of rooted from his, that rooted from his own experiences of like feeling like an outcast when he was younger. So he didn't like, mm. you know, people being treated different because I guess he always was. Which, 
and which this guy is a piece of shit don't get me wrong but right um, yeah. i i do admire something like that that's a good quality that he did have even though the rest of the qualities he had sucked <laughs> right absolutely <laughs> let's let's see how so <laughs> um through his church he started a struggle for racial equality and social justice he authored a book called the letter killeth pointing out uh, what he felt were like the contradictions and absurdities of the bible mm-hmm. but then the booklet also stated that the bible contained great truths so he would like literally just pick and choose what he liked in the bible and go with that like the parts that he didn't like were just straight up wrong and he like yeah. preached he preached that a lot um he also really got into faith healing so he like held these huge sermons where he would uh like quote heal people and you can like you can literally look up videos of of him healing people like i watched a few while i was researching i've seen a couple of those yeah it's exactly what you think it is so he would call he would call on some (laughs) yes he would call on like some supposedly random person and he'd be all like you've had terrible leg pain and you you've never spoke to me about this and they'd be like yep and he'd be like cool now get up and dance around and then they would <laughs> I'm healed, I'm healed. <laughs> exactly like he claimed he claimed to pull the can- cancer out of people and it was literally like yeah. bits of rotten chicken that he would like whip out like a magician <laughs> yes he did that that was a thing and it's stupid but that was- it's so crazy how many people like follow and believe in such idiot yeah <laughs> circumstances like it uh it's yeah. just, it's mind-blowing <laughs> so yeah he would he would he would heal them and everyone would cheer and they'd praise jesus and by jesus i mean him because he literally referred to himself as the reincarnation of jesus <laughs> um <laughs> the members of the people simple they called him father and dad like always they called him jesus father dad so, okay so. that's a lot a lot of names. <laughs> yeah, so he like literally was like, "Hey, I'm Jesus, aka Yo Daddy," and they were all like, "Cool, cool, cool." <laughs> nope, <laughs> that's a hard note for me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a head out. <laughs> that's a. If I heard that, that's a um, nope. I'm gonna nope the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so they began to believe that their movement was the solution to the problems of society, and they like moved away from mainstream stuff. So in 65, Jones and about 80 followers moved to Redwood Valley, California, where they believed they would be safe from nuclear fallout, you know, in case there was a nuclear attack on the U.S. Because that's a big thing. It was a big concern. It was a big concern. It was back then. It was back then. But that's that's not a thing that happens every weekend. (laughs) They had to get ready. Uh, He began uh, charity efforts with the goal of recruiting the poor to his flock. While he was in San Francisco, he had several scandals, including a huge investigation for tax evasion. So he started planning a relocation of the temple again. Yeah. So he could, you know, do what's best for his congregation, not himself, you know. Yeah. That's what that sounds like. Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) So while looking for a place to move, he considered locations in California and and, and in Brazil, but he eventually settled on um, Guyana, Guyana, Guyana. I'm so bad. Um, in 74, he leased over 3,800 acres of jungle land from the government there. 
So members of the People's Temple started the construction of Jonestown. This is what they were naming it. And like the senior temple members like supervised all this while Jones himself went back to California to try to encourage all of the followers to move there. Mm-hmm. So um, because of his smooth talking that I'm sure he perfected in his monkey salesman days, Jonestown's population increased from 50 members in 77 to more than 900 at its peak in 78. Oh, dang. Yeah, he convinced over 900 people to just move to this Jonestown. Man, then maybe he was a really good monkey salesman. Right? That, that's how he raised his money so quick for his church, girl. I want to I wanna know how many monkeys he sold. <laughs> These like, are the I'm questions. Actually, the, um, at, there's so many questions that are going through my head right now. And these are the questions. Monkeys did he sell? Where? How much were the monkeys? <laughs> where are the monkeys now? Where, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's all about the monkeys. So, so he promised all these followers that Jonestown would be like a paradise, and that wasn't exactly true. So. Yeah. A group of people left Jonestown in the fall of 77 and they formed their own group called the Concerned Relatives because a lot of <laughs> because a lot of them still had family members that were like still in Jonestown so they were like Concerned Relatives. <laughs> this is the best name. That's a great that's a great name. <laughs> that's like me naming something. <laughs> oh, oh you don't like cold church that's okay you can right. come to the Concerned Relatives. <laughs> we're just down the street. <laughs> Exactly. Just a couple blocks, no big deal. (laughs) Uh, So this group, they said that instead of the paradise they were promised, most residents, including children, ended up raising food and animals for the People's Temple Agricultural Project, which is a long name. Um, They would work six days a week from seven in the morning to six at night in temperatures that like reached over 100 degrees. And then their evenings were filled with lectures that Jim's, Jim, Jim's, Jim's would hold these lectures. Okay. <laughs> Let's get past Jim. You just stuttered Jim like five times. Because I kept adding an S. I was broken. I I'm not okay. I, 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 I was like, okay, up, 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 okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not okay. So Jim held lectures at night. <laughs> <laughs> He would <laughs> good old Jim. Jim is, is Jim. not is not good old Jim. Jim Jim. He's bad, bad old Jim. So he would he'd speak at great lengths about his fears for society. Um, he everyone's meals according this is all according to the concerned relatives. Um, meals for everyone would consist of rice and beans, while Jones would dine on meat, eggs, and soft drinks from his own private fridge that he had. Look, there ain't nothing wrong with rice and beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge rice fan. Um, and I only I like mean, certain beans. I mean, black beans are the shit. But I can see, I, I mean, if this will chowing down on some prime rib and I got a plate full of rice and beans, something's going to be said. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's like, just rude. Why does he get his own private fridge? Because he's Jesus, I guess. Um, so he's probably, he's probably over here like, well, I sold this many monkeys. What did you do? <laughs> what, did, what did you do with your life, huh? So, <laughs> so uh, the, the concerned relatives also reported huge amounts of drugs being administered to the residents, including Thorazine. You know, there's going to be, yeah, there's, there, 
you know there's gonna be drugs he got a yeah. church full of 900 people that believe he's healing them when he's pulling raw chicken out <laughs> raw chicken. so they included thorazine sodium pentothal uh chloral hydrate demerol and valium just like and there were there were detailed records us, being kept for us non-medical people what is that <laughs> it's a bunch of drugs y'all <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> a bunch of drugs y'all they got that volume that's that's the shit there. <laughs> <laughs> the only recognizable one that I've got. <laughs> you know what that one is so there were detailed records being kept of like all each person's drug regimen like they just like had all these records and they claimed that the drugs were administered to control everyone's behavior so all of the children in Jonestown were surrendered to communal care where they were to address Jim Jones's dad. So they like stayed in this communal space and they were only to see their biological parents for brief periods at night. So messed up. So messed up. Um, this is all still according to the, the relatives, <laughs> the concerned relatives. The um, concerned relatives. Sounds like such a great band name. I know. <laughs> so, uh, they also said that um, they would have movie nights but instead of watching like entertaining movies um they would watch soviet style documentaries about the dangers of the outside world oh god <laughs> so that's fun <laughs> just some light bedtime right <laughs> bedtime, <laughs> yes um so concerned relatives they were known as traitors to everybody in jones uh jonestown jonestown <laughs> I started to say Jimtown. I started to say Jimtown, and I was like, okay. Jim <laughs> they were known as traitors to everyone else in Jonestown. Um, and he, like, preached about how they were part of the problem with society. Meanwhile, all this is going on. He's, like, losing grip with reality. I think that's been gone for a while. Um, his health was, like, deteriorating. And to treat this, he was taking a nearly lethal dose of amphetamines. Well, yeah. Dude's got to be on drugs. <laughs> So his crazy ass speeches started like piping over speakers at all hours of the day and they were becoming like really dark and like incoherent. Um, he started preaching about how the U.S. had fallen into chaos um, and he would tell the like one survivor recalled that he would tell us that in the United States African Americans were being herded into concentration camps. He told them there was genocide on the streets they were coming to kill and torture us because we had chosen what he called the socialist track and he would say they were on their way so they had to they had to listen to this shit on the speakers all throughout the day just crazy ramblings um <laughs> and he began to raise the idea of a revolutionary suicide as like a last resort that he said he and the congregation would need to pursue this if the enemy ever showed up at their gates Oh, God. <laughs> right. So he even had his followers rehearse their own deaths doing this. Like, it's not super clear if they knew that these were drills because some survivors, like, later reported that they believed that they would die when this was happening. So they thought it was go time. Like, they didn't know it was rehearsals. He would uh, call everyone together and have them drink from a large vat and tell them that they were coming for them. And then when they didn't end up dying, they were told that it was a test to see if they were worthy of being there. So, yeah. Like, if that doesn't scream cult, what does? Like, don't <laughs> join a cult, y'all. What? <laughs> hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So after hearing all these allegations from the concerned relatives, um, Congressman Leo Ryan decided to go investigate Jonestown in November of 1978. So he was a pretty, he was like known as a pretty unconventional politician. He had once briefly incarcerated himself at Folsom Prison so he could see what the, <laughs> what the prison conditions were like, right? That's not super normal, right? That sounds really kind of fucked up, but okay. <laughs> he, also, he also went to Canada one time um, on his own to like investigate. People were hunting baby seals. And so he went to go investigate that. Like he just did all this stuff that wasn't like super common for politicians to be doing. So Yeah, it's kind of weird. So right. So these these concerned relatives reached out to him because they were like, this guy can like potentially get some shit done because he's like doing all this stuff. And they told him their family members were being held against their will in Jonestown. So he's like, what the fuck's going on there? And he got like a, he got a team of eighteen people, including government officials and several members of the press and some of the relatives of the temple members to go to Jonestown. So he's like, let's let's do this. Let's. He's like, roll up. <laughs> He's like, I am down. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> roll up, bro. Roll up. <laughs> so he wrote a letter requesting a visit. He like wrote a letter to Jim Jones requesting him come visit. And then he got the runaround for a little while. And then Jones finally was like, okay, I'll allow it. So. Yeah. Let me clean up all my drugs real fast. Right. Let me clean all this shit people. up. There's <laughs> right. 900 people here. It's going to take me a little bit. <laughs> so, they, so they set it all up and then um from the time that leo arrived in georgetown which is the capital of guyana i am terrible at pronunciation yeah i just stopped <laughs> <laughs> so he arrived at midnight in georgetown and there was there was problems from the beginning there was like signs that it was not going to run super smoothly so like for example they had booked hotel rooms but then they got there and apparently the rooms they booked were already occupied so they were like, you gotta go find somewhere else to stay. Huh. Right. And so the next few days, Jim's lawyers that were in Georgetown refused to let Leo's group access Jonestown at all. Because he was like, I guess, cleaning his shit up. I don't know. <laughs> so Leo asked to speak to Jones via radio, which was like the temple's only way to speak to the outside world. Mm -hmm. But he was told by the highest temple members that this visit was unscheduled. And that the reverend didn't have any available appointments. Because he was like a super busy jungle man, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> super busy jungle man. He was a super busy jungle man. So after that, Leo was all like, fuck this. I'm going to go see what's up. He's like, I got all these mixed messages saying that this is like a brainwashing cult. And nobody wants to be here. And people want to get their family out. So let's go check it out, you know. Time to roll up. <laughs> he's, 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 he wants to roll up bad. So it turns out the whole time they'd been rejecting him and his group, um, Jim had been holding these crazy ass rehearsals so they could try to convince Leo that everything was like all good. Um, this was actually proven by audio recordings recovered from Jonestown. 
Like they have mm-hmm. recordings of him like rehearsing this with people. So when Leo finally got there to take the tour, Jim like led him around and he like tried to feed him all kinds of bullshit, like trying to push it off as like a really awesome place. Uh, it didn't go exactly like Jim wanted because some of his followers asked to go back to the U.S. with Leo. They what? They asked to go back with Leo to the U.S. They wanted oh, to Oh, that's leave. what I thought. I thought you said back to the U.S. Back to the U.S. With Leo. And so, so Jones was like hella pissed. He was like, told other members that these people were traitors and they were going to go back to the U.S. and spread all kinds of lies about Jonestown and that these people were a threat to their community. So Jim secretly told one of his followers named Ujara, that was actually his nickname. His name was Don Sly, but he went by Ujara. Okay. <laughs> Either or that's it's cool. That's a mouthful. <laughs> that's his jo- that's his Jonestown name, Ujara. So Ujara. he told he told Ujara that something had to be done and he had him attack Leo with a knife. So he hadn't told everybody about this plan because he was like trying to be all sneaky sneaky about it. So other mm-hmm. loyalists to Jim actually helped stop the attack because they thought Ujara had just like lost a ship. So he didn't like because Jim didn't rehearse it. <laughs> right. This was not rehearsed. They're like, what the fuck, Ujara? Not rehearsed. <laughs> this was not part of the plan. Ujara lost his <laughs> shit. And then, and then Jim's over here like, guys, I told him to do it. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Cool, He's cool, like, cool. it's cool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so he didn't get, like, seriously injured because people, like, stopped it. So, after the attack, Leo was like, y'all, we got to dip. We, we got to head out. So, <laughs> we're about to roll. We wanted to roll in, but now we're about to roll out. <laughs> roll up. <laughs> so, it was about 20 people. I think it was a little less, but around 20 people. that They were all like, hey, can I go back with you? And he was all like, sure, I got a plane. I can get you back. And they are like, sweet. So they saw this as a chance to get out because surely with this being like this congressman, this one-known politician, um, they'd be able to leave and everything would turn out all peachy keen, right? No, wrong. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Mm-hmm. So they leave and head Mr. to the Jim airstrip. wasn't having that. <laughs> right. Mr. Jim was not having that. They leave to head to the airstrip in the jungle because those are just in the jungle. And they realize that his plane is too small to carry everyone at once. So they have to use two planes. So Leo was all like, okay, some of y'all go ahead and take this plane and I'll stay behind with, with whoever doesn't fit and wait for the second plane to get here. Okay, so shortly before the plane was set to, the first plane was set to depart, this tractor comes rolling up to the airstrip and it's got some of Jim's armed guards and they just start shooting up the whole place. So unfortunately, Congressman Leo Ryan was killed in the gunfire a few seconds of the shooting was actually captured on camera by an NBC cameraman named Bob Brown and who also was killed in the gunfire and several people were injured. So including Leo, five people were killed and there was like a ton of injuries. Mm-hmm. So this is all going down at the airstrip. While that's all going on, Jim's back at Jonestown. And he's telling all the followers, he's like, Hey y'all, there's going to be a shooting. The Congressman's going to get killed. And because of that, they're going to come for us. There's, there's like audio recording. You can hear him saying this. Like I actually listened to this, the audio of, of this and dude, it's like creepy. So he's, he's telling everyone, Hey, it's go time. 
he's like, we need to go out on our own terms. And if they don't, then they're going to capture us and torture us. And they're going to torture all the children here. And so he has like the same punch made that they'd practice with. They did all those practices with several mm -hmm. times. And by punch, I mean grape flavored flavor aid. <laughs> Got that Kool Aid. <laughs> like he didn't even spring for the name brand shit. It was Flavor Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink the Flavor Aid. <laughs> like you could have, you could have, you sold all those monkeys. You got some money. You could have, you could have got the Kool Aid. God, <laughs> Flavor Aid. Um, and then by the same punch, I mean it wasn't the same at all because this time it had Valium and cyanide mixed in it, which is not good. That that's a recipe for disaster. So in the audio tape, you can hear him like talking all this bullshit and saying, we got to do this. And there's this one badass lady that you hear named Christine Miller. Okay. Mm -hmm. She was 60 years old and she was only one of the only people in his like flock that he would let argue with him like over all the years, like he respected her. She was the only one that would really like talk back and be like, well, what about this? So you can hear her on the tape. She's like trying to talk him out of doing this. She keeps saying, like, what about the children? We can save the children. And they kind of, like, argue back and forth. And he's all like, no, they're going to come for us. And she's like, well, we can go to Russia, or we can at least take the children to Russia. And he's all like, no, that won't work. Russia doesn't want us. Nobody wants us. So they go back and forth for a while. And then eventually some of his followers, like, they start going off on her. And um, you can hear him just, like, yelling at her. Um you could hear like there's, there's one lady and she's all like you're too afraid to die and what fucking good would you be in russia <laughs> and then this woman over here is like you guys are all fucking stupid <laughs> we, we, all stupid. we all about to die right. and i tried to save your ass <laughs> right so this goes on for like a while and eventually they just keep shouting her down every time she tries to talk they start like screaming over her and just like calling her names and going off and she eventually just like gives up the microphone because there's like clearly no point they're not going to listen. Yeah. So then Jim like praises her. He's like, as an agitator. He's like, I praise you as an agitator. He commends her for her ability to make him see both sides of a problem. And he tells the congregation that he truly likes her as a person and that her life is as precious to him as everyone else who lived in Jonestown. So it's believed that him saying that was probably the only thing that stopped her from being like jumped and physically injured during that assembly. And I, I seriously have to believe that because when I listened to the audio, like I was getting super nervous. They were all just going to like jump up on her. But she was God. like, super, yeah, she was super badass though. And she was like not backing down. She was like, I ain't scared because she just wanted to save the children. She was, she was always, she was super concerned about the children. Like, so yeah. So during that conversation with Christine, um, you also hear Jim gets word from, he gets word from his people that the congressman is dead. And he's like, y'all, shit's about to get real. Like, he, keep, <laughs> he keeps saying, the congressman is dead, and I had nothing to do with it, but they're going to think we did, and they're going to come for us. We got to drink the Kool-Aid, y'all, except that it was slight raid. <laughs> <laughs> drink it. Drink, <laughs> drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> so everyone wasn't actually as down for this as they were before. Um, and he had armed guards blocking doors so that nobody could get out. So they were, they were like, oh, it really seems like it's getting real this time. So um, parents were instructed to give the punch to the children first. So they were like, even like the babies, they were using medicine syringes to give it to the babies. No, it, it, I remember all this. It's yeah. so sad. There were, 
I can't even remember how many. I know they stated how many children were in there. Yeah, I have it. I think I have it written down later in my notes. It's but yeah, so you can, in the audio that I heard, you can hear like children crying and Jim's like telling the parents to calm their babies down. And he's like, people are saying, oh, um, they aren't in pain. They're just crying because it tastes bitter. So, no, right. Poison. They're literally like, burning you, the insides you, of these kids. You are, mur you're, they're drinking cyanide. You are murdering. It's, ugh. it's tearing the insides of them up. Terrible. It, that's why it's, it's so upsetting thinking about it. It really is. So the armed guards are like forcing people to drink the flavor aid, like, cause they're, they're getting super concerned now and they're like, shit, this, this isn't actually what I thought it was. Like, I don't know what they thought it was. Oh That's shit. I'm burning people's insides out. <laughs> right. Um, some people still refused to drink it and they were being injected with it. Oh so God. They, yeah. So they were actually like just injecting, like eventually they were like just forcibly injecting the people that were refusing. Um, oh. Some sources that I saw said that Christine Miller's body was found with injection marks on her upper arm, but I couldn't say, I couldn't find anything that was like, this is absolute fact. It was just like, yeah, rumor everywhere. But if you think about it, it's probably true too, yeah. though, because she was sitting there trying to talk everyone out of it. Right, right. So I believe it. Yeah. Um, so the whole time, this whole time this is all going on, Jim does not stop running his mouth. Like he's talking the whole time, his bullshit, he's preaching if that's what you call it. Um, he's culting. He's culting. <laughs> so one time he said, this is a quote, he said, stop these hysterics. This is not the way for people who are socialists or communists to die. No way for us to die. We must die with some dignity. So what the hell? <laughs> yeah, and, there's no dignity in that, but okay. And then at the end of the tape, he's the, the end of the tape, he says, we didn't commit suicide. We committed an act of revolutionary suicide, protesting the conditions of an inhumane world. Right? Okay. It's just crying. He's crying. No, honey. You're right. They didn't commit suicide. You killed them. <laughs> <laughs> you, ki you murdered all of them. <laughs> you killed them. And then you didn't even die with dignity. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, mister. We need to die with some dignity. So... He was found on the floor after all this was done. Jim Jones was found on the floor resting on a pillow with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. I know. That's what really, really irritates me about this entire case. Like, he, he didn't even drink all it. of these babies. Yes. He made all these babies. He made all these children, all these women, all these men that followed his crazy fucking ass mm -hmm. drink this poison that literally tore the insides of their bodies out it le legit burned them on the inside out like a crucial excruciating pain and horrible way to die and this guy was a pussy and decided to shoot himself instead because he couldn't even handle the poison he saw what it was doing to everyone else and he couldn't do it hey, yep and he and he took the bitch way out Bitch didn't even drink the flavor right himself because he's a piece of because he's a piece of wet lettuce. That's why <laughs> he's a piece of wet lettuce, <laughs> wet ass lettuce, the so. nastiest wet ass lettuce there is with whatever the grossest dressing is. I don't know. Um, French blue cheese, 
Oh yeah, blue cheese. I changed my answer. (laughs) 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 So yeah. Um, so yeah, that really pisses me off, but whatever, he's burning in hell. Um that's that's what makes this whole case just steamy. It's like infuriating. So mad. Little bitch, little bitch ass. Stupid little bitch ass, which most of all, all of our, like, I'm going to name the episode oh, Jim Jones, stupid little bitch ass. No. <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> no. Um, uh, all of the cases that we do, I mean, like, serial killers or the one-off murders that we have, um, like, every, every time that we have a case, all these little bitch asses. If they end up dying, they die in a shitty ass little bitch ass way. And it makes me so mad. Mm-hmm. It makes me so mad between killing yourself this way. Oh, I couldn't handle prison, so I hung myself. Or right. Uh, right. Yeah, it's just it's just so infuriating. They they act like they're all tough and stuff and can handle, you know, the whole murder aspect of it, but then when it comes down to them, they're like but also remember he didn't murder these people they committed an act of revolutionary suicide yeah okay yeah (laughs) when you're injecting people you're murdering them it's a big ass murder massacre is what it was so in total 909 inhabitants of jonestown died that day and 304 of them were children right so just makes me so sick my stomach so yeah, Jim Jones. Jim Jones and the Jonestown Massacre. And I, the moral of this story, I think, is, and I think you'll agree with me, don't join a cult, people. Honestly, it's, this is where the big, this is where cults came from. Like, this is the whole, okay, cult's a thing. This is it. Like it, it I mean, this is it, the biggest one to me. Between, like, the KKK, um, just all of it, like, this one in particular it's a big to one. To me, is, it is what drove the aspect of a cult so it, into it, our yeah. fucked up world. <laughs> it, it never turns out well. Don't join a cult. Like, don't join a cult. No. Never, get a hobby, you know? Like, if, <laughs> if, if somebody urges you to drink the Kool-Aid, don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> not drink the Kool-Aid or the Flavor-Aid. Just get a hobby. Like, learn how to cross-stitch. Take up gardening. <laughs> Join no, a bowling league. Jo- join a bowling league if you feel like you have to join something. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's just nuts. People come so. on. It's insane in the membrane. That's what I'm saying. Insane. And the fact that he got 900 people to follow him just floors me. That is one Nine. smooth talking monkey salesman. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes me wonder. For real, I'm gonna. I'm straight gonna Google how many monkeys he sold. <laughs> I'm curious. Super serious. All about the monkeys. So yeah. If y'all liked that, y'all can follow us on all our stuff. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. You know, you can follow our Facebook group. I'm just going There you go. True friendship. Um, if you have a suggestion, you can shoot us a Gmail. Yeah, real. We we actually have some suggestions out there. In fact, um, I'm going to play, uh, I'm going to do one on, on my next round for one of the suggestions we've gotten. So 
Nice. I'm super stoked for it. Nice. Yeah. That also makes me nervous because I'm like, well, I don't want to start notes on one of our suggestions because then it's going to be the one that she picked. <laughs> yeah, you might as well just not even pick any of our suggestions that we've gotten. <laughs> That's probably safe, I would think. <laughs> probably. And yeah. then next week, you're going to be like, just kidding, I did this. <laughs> <laughs> but on the phone. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, um, Jesus, I mean Jim Jones. <laughs> Jesus, Daddy. <laughs> Ew, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Gross. Who? Who? <laughs> that did not sound at all appealing. <laughs> wow. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, that's, follow us on our it. stuff. Uh, we'll post some pictures and, and yeah. details on our Instagram um, if you haven't followed it. Definitely follow our Facebook page. Like we're we're posting more stuff on there too. And the more people we get, the more likely we'll start doing some more um, fun giveaways. We've done one, uh, another one's coming up soon. We just have, we have so much more planned for our podcast and I'm super stoked for it. So it's going to be exciting y'all. It's going to be exciting. So, okay. Yeah. I guess that's on that, it. On that note. On that note, we will so say. Much. Until next week. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>